Hey, welcome back. In this episode of Revival on the Air today, Max and Tash, a young couple, share their moving and inspirational story of their IVF journey, which led to the birth of their miracle baby, Sunny. At the very young age of 20, Tash was told that she was going into early menopause, and in order to have a biological child, she would need to harvest and freeze her eggs and enter an IVF program when they were ready to have a child. When Tash was 27, they elected to start the pretty expensive and emotional roller coaster ride of IVF. It's a pretty involved process with lots of testing and fertility treatment and a grueling hormone therapy. During the grueling process, Tash's faith was often tested, but Max was pretty steadfast in his faith in God and prayed for specific things each step of the process, all which were answered by God. The stories and miracles continue through Tasha's labour and the birth of their gorgeous son, Sonny. Listen to this great story about Max and Tash and how they give all the glory to God who cares about the absolute desires of our heart. My name is Ben Campbell and this is Revival on the Air Today. Max and Tash, welcome to Revival on the Air Today. Thanks, ben. ben. Thanks for having us. What's going on, man? I think I just have to tell people this is part three of our marathon night of interviewing you for your various things that you've been healed of over the course of your marriage. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about Sonny. The best to last. That little amazing man of yours. So what happened before Sonny came along? Okay, so story starts when I was about 20. I visited a specialist who told me that I had a few things going on that would make it quite hard for me to have my own biological children. One of those things being that my body, what he believed was going on was my body was going into early menopause. And so I would need to do IVF quickly, even if I didn't want to have children at the time, to freeze my eggs if I wanted to have my own biological children. At some point later in life. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So I it was obviously a bit of a shock. And so was that a big thing for you at 20? I didn't want to have children at 20, no, but I felt it weighed very heavy on me because I did want to be a mum and I couldn't imagine living my life not fulfilling that dream of mine. I was really conflicted. So because it wasn't something that I wanted at 20, I sort of procrastinated and put it off. But it did subconsciously sort of play in my mind a fair bit like, oh gosh, you know, I should probably follow that up. So, yeah, it didn't become, I was seeing a specialist off and on for quite a while and I was 27 and my situation was getting worse and he was quite actually doubtful that I would be able to have my own children. And at that point, it affected me a fair bit. I had kind of convinced myself that I would never be a mum and that was probably a way to sort of maybe protect myself. Feeling, yeah. Um, yeah, but I was pretty convinced and that made me pretty sad. And where were you with this in, Max? What was your, what was going on with you through um, this time? Oh, I mean, it was, again, it was just really hard to see, like, Tash go through it, you know? Like, it was just, knew it meant a lot to her and obviously I, I wanted to have kids as well. Yeah. So it was just another, here we go, this is going to be something and, God's just going to have to fix it, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Like, uh, that's honestly yeah. probably my first reaction. Was it? Yeah. 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 I suppose like infertility, speak from a like female point of view, I guess speaking with Max as a man, you know, his responsibility in life that he feels is to provide for his family. From my point of view as a female, 
at that point, I kind of felt like my purpose was to have a baby. To provide and the family. That's right. So the mess can provide for Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I felt like I couldn't even do that, you know, and that killed my confidence, you know, and I didn't. You took it very personally. Absolutely, yeah. And I think it's hard not to. I've spoken with lots of girls that have been through similar situations yeah. and, you know, it, I kind of felt like a bit like a dud. <laughs> I sort of thought, well, you know, what am I kind of here for? Which is, you know, I'm here for lots more than that. But I couldn't help but feel like that. And so I was really sad and I really wanted it but really didn't think it would happen. So are you trying for kids at this stage or is this, this so, still pre? Well, the other part of my situation meant that regardless we were unable to have a child naturally for other reasons. So we couldn't try the good old natural way. I don't know what to say. How do I put it? Like we needed, in order for us to even want to have a child, we would need to go on fertility treatment. So along with that, it's quite expensive. So we did try that. Well, We tried a few different medications and protocols to fall pregnant. I'm sure you're praying through this period, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I did. I found it quite hard to pray, actually. Okay. I did pray about it, but I felt almost, like I said, I felt like I would never actually happen. So I found that really conflicting, praying about it when I felt in my heart that it wasn't something I was going to get. So I guess Max was really good in that he had a lot of faith that the Lord would provide us with a child and he really carried us through that. Yeah. That's an awkward silence. I was was waiting for you to hit me with a question. I was trying to. (laughs) I was going to go and I was like, I'll get Benny involved here. Give me a question. All right, I'll give you a question then. Yeah. So, Max, where did the faith come from for you? Well, it started with we went to the specialist. This is after we tried all this other fertility stuff. It didn't really work. Went to the specialist. Tash had visits by herself, and then I was on visits. Obviously, there was a certain level of things, which is why we couldn't, like they were dropping with Tash, which is why we couldn't have a kid. And it was actually very similar to when, like I had my own struggles and Tash did with her anorexia as well about, again, like personally, I'm not the sort of person to put things out to the whole world, you know, I'm pretty private. So I got... You know this podcast is going out. Like, yeah, yeah. On the, actually, on the, on the a, internet, right? It's actually really funny. <laughs> you didn't know that. I didn't tell him that. Oh, you didn't tell him that. No, All right. no, no. The <laughs> So I got a really small group of people. Yeah. But I trusted. Yeah. Yeah, keep it to themselves, you know, and I knew that loved us and that would pray for us. Yeah. So I sought them out. I remember it was a Wednesday night hall meeting. I sought four of them out and I said, can you pray for us? because this is really difficult for us. Mm. And then I had my family as well. And then I spoke to a couple of my really close mates and their wives and they prayed for us. And it was, I love getting specific with the Lord and it was specific. So when we went back to this guy, that it would the levels would be changed. That's what I wanted. So we went back in after the prayer. They had this a prayer and fast. Some people had like a day and a half, two days prayer and fast for us. Like I found out later. Yeah, right. Crazy, man. It's amazing when people do that for you. Like when you're the person that's getting prayed for like that, it's, it's amazing. Like it really is. And went back and saw this guy and he got the new results and he said to show us and the levels had changed and I went back up and he said, his quote was, he said the word miracle. And he said, in 30 or 35 years of doing this, I've never seen 
the levels go back up. It was amazing. You know, so with that particular test, that enabled us to then have a better chance of IVF. Um, yeah. 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 So that wasn't to have it naturally. Yeah. That was like a massive feeling. And I really feel it was from the Lord, like it was going to be a step by step. It wasn't just going to be like, bang, you can have a kid, you've got a kid, it's all going to be good. I felt like it was going to like test us the whole way through. And this was the first tick. Obviously, it was an amazing miracle. Like he hadn't seen that before. We prayed about it. And then it was like to the next thing, which was IVF. Yeah. And so then, so what was the IVF? How did that work? So it's a really big blessing. A part of that as well is that it's very expensive process IVF. And so expensive. Can you share what sort of dollars we're talking about? It's about ten grand. Yeah. All right. wow. Yeah. We had already spent a lot of money. Yeah. So and that's like a per round type thing, yeah. isn't it? Mm. In fact, yes, ten grand for your sort of basic IVF. I needed sort of the maximum amount of legal hormones and monitoring than you can legally have. Yeah. So mine was going to be much more expensive and we already spent a lot of money and we didn't have money for it. So I had written a letter to the head of the fertility centre and explained our situation and we prayed about it and they partially fund one round of IVF per year and that they look at every circumstance. What, so that's, for, for, at the clinic? Yes. So one round, not one round for you, one round. No, no for, for just for like somebody. Adelaide. And that includes people, you know, unfortunately that have gone through childhood cancers. Yeah, right. So people that are in some really horrible situations and praise God, we got that, <laughs> which was actually a huge miracle. And it was also a really huge sign that we should do it. So I was very hesitant to go ahead with it. There's a lot weighing emotionally on it if it didn't work. It's very difficult because when you're in the process, you're waiting for it to not work. work yeah. 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 So it's always this and sort your of heart heaviness is so in invested. there. And you're, so, like, you're trying to not get emotionally invested to go, oh, we're going to have a kid here. You want to get your hopes up, right? Yeah, yeah. And then like get let down because yeah. every step it's there's this more likelihood sort of thing or, yeah. or whatever that you get let down. So it was quite heavy actually. Yeah. We used to go for walks. So now you've got two steps though, right? you got step one, yeah. levels go up. Yeah. Step two. Partially fun. Yeah. yeah. And we knew at that moment because I prayed that if we'd gotten that, that was the sign. Right. Yep. So I knew. I was like, okay, I've got to be brave now and just do this. Yep. Still not really believing, to be completely honest, it's going to work at all. Max had great faith. Mm. Me, no. <laughs> and so we went through that process, which, you know, um, isn't the nicest. Yeah. It's quite hard and I was very anxious throughout it. And my body didn't respond very well to the medication and the stimulants, to, yeah. and so outcome wasn't what we hoped for. So you hear about a lot of women that do different, like lots of rounds of IVF because you might think it's been successful, but then those embryos that you get don't turn into babies, and so you need to go back and do another round of IVF. It actually doesn't have a great success rate at all. I remember when Tasha was in one of the clinics, I was talking to a lady who was on her fifth round, I don't know, this poor lady, I hadn't worked. I don't know if it worked for on the fifth. Like I really, I think, I think I prayed that it did. So I hope it did. But I remember just seeing like sort of the heartbreak, you know, that it hadn't worked four times and she was probably at a point where that was probably going to be the last, last one. one. Yeah. yeah. So it is a really heavy process. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was a bit of a kick in the guts. Like I said, like kind of everything was hanging on it. 
sort of felt like it was my only chance to have my own baby. We couldn't afford to do it again. And it was quite disappointing. We had got three embryos that had survived to embryo stage. And then it's an amazing process, really, how they do it. It's quite technical, but basically what happens is they monitor those embryos for a space of five days. And and at the end of that five days, they assess which one looks sort of healthiest that would turn into a baby. And then they finish that whole process. And hopefully that embryo turns into a child inside your belly. So two of those died. Well, can I say something quickly? Yeah, sure. Like this was like the next step. So I had my prayer to the Lord was just one. And, and so why was that why was that a prayer for you? I don't know. It just was. Yeah. I don't know. I just believed it. Yeah. You know? I just believed it. And and again it was like we talking about being specific. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to be specific. So we were talking about freezing them and it was like, yeah, they're all tracking on really well, blah, blah, blah. And then they sort of drop, they dropped off and then it was three at the end. There was a little bit more than that, but then there was three in the end that was sort of ready, ready to roll sort of thing. And then they took, the other two died. So there was and one. Was this after your just one? This was after my prayer. Right. Okay. Yeah, just one. Yeah. And the other two died. And Sonny was, he was a B. Yes, they grade them. They grade them in. They look of, at them sort of because what they do is they they'll go, you know, how likely is this to turn into a baby? Yeah. Certain grades they won't even progress with because they know they're just not good quality. Yeah, That's what they call them. Yeah. Yeah. So he was fairly average. He wasn't terrible. He wasn't great. Yeah. I think he, so he was, was like a B or a B minus or something. So <laughs> he'll listen to this Sorry, when he's Sonny. eighteen and just be like, yeah. Anyway, so the other two, they died and we couldn't freeze them. So there was just one. And, and I just, I knew that that was God. I knew it was. I knew that God was testing my faith because there was no backup. That was it. You know, it was just one. We had like one shot at it. That was it. And because it was an average like little baby, you know, but I knew that was from the Lord. I knew he had answered my prayer. And I had this total faith from that point, Sonny was going to be, Sunny, yeah. Yeah, so... And where were you at this point? I was a wreck. (laughs) Honestly, I've never been so anxious in my life. I'm usually the one that's not anxious. I'll give anything a crack. I'm not scared of much, but my goodness, I was a mess. And I really wanted it like so bad, but I didn't tell anybody that because I was just convinced it wasn't going to happen. I remember we used to go for walks along Hallett Cove Boardwalk like every week and we just talk about it, you know, and it just you, – Dream you, about it, really. Dream about it. Yeah. And you would have like – you'd have your good days and then you'd have your, your days where you were, you know, struggling and, and heavy, you know, and we My used to My prayer consistently talk. was, Lord, if you give me this baby, firstly, he's not mine, he's yours, and I will tell everyone about his story. That was my prayer and I just wanted it to glory God because I knew it would have been from God and I just wanted the Lord to gift me with a child that I could love with my heart and just teach him to love the Lord, like to love Jesus. That's what I really wanted to do and so that was my prayer. But I couldn't pray for God just to give me a baby. I couldn't really still believe that but my prayer was kind of more around if you could God. (laughs) You know, if you could, this is what I would do in return. Yeah. So I guess that takes us to that one little egg. So we decided to go ahead 
a part of that was as well, we weren't able to freeze that embryo because it wouldn't have survived because it wasn't super healthy. It wasn't an A+. plus. Yeah, it wasn't an A+. B minus. Yeah, not good enough for the freezer. So we decided to go ahead with just giving it a shot and we knew it was our only shot and there was, yeah, a lot of anxiety around that. That's where like, like your faith gets really tested because it's it's almost like a day by day thing. Like, mm. is it still alive? You know, like, has it worked? So, you're not thing? supposed to take pregnancy tests until two weeks. And I couldn't help myself. So, you know, the fifth day, I took a pregnancy test, you know, negative. The next day, then you start panicking. Like, when you say that, you're like, oh, no, it's not working. Yeah. Like, it hasn't taken to the Yeah, thing. you sort of start second guessing it. And I was just doing it one every day in the morning, lunch, afternoon. I've got a collection, honestly, I spent a lot of money. They're not cheap. And one day I thought I saw this faint second yeah, I line. Yeah, I and I that. thought, no, like my mind's playing tricks mm. on me. Surely not. And then I showed Max and he goes, oh, I think I can see something. And I thought, oh, okay, now I'll, I'll see how I go tomorrow. Same thing happened, super, super faint. And then each day it just got darker and darker and darker. And you were pregnant. And I was pregnant, yeah. Amazing. And then it was still quite an anxious wait that first three months. Um, it's easy to lose a baby. And so I still couldn't quite relax. And because we were IVF and it was a high-risk pregnancy, we had some ultrasounds throughout that first three months and everything looked pretty good. And, yeah, we got over that hurdle and everything looked fantastic. And it was like at that time it hit me that God had come through. Hmm. And that I was going to have a baby. Wow. How do I put into words what that was? Just like joy beyond explanation, really. I had been pretty sad, very sad person prior to that. And that sadness like lifted and I just felt joy again. Yeah. And it wasn't a straightforward pregnancy either. So it was sort of funny. Like there was just all these hurdles we had to come across and I knew he was going to be fine at that point though. I knew that my baby was going to be healthy, but there was a lot of issues with him looking very small. And so I was having fortnightly scans and then they were quite worried that he may have a chromosome issue that would have been quite serious. So there was a bit of stress around that and then possibly bringing my, me, putting me into labor early on because of that. Can I say one thing yeah. as well? So I had a, my next prayer was I wanted him to be healthy of mind and healthy of body. Yeah. Like I just was like, if we've gone through this, you know, this is just what we need. Like we sort of had been through and I sort of felt like we'd been through enough and that was something that just we needed. Healthy of mind, healthy of body. Yeah. 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 And so they couldn't really test for any of that until he was earthside. So they were just monitoring it each fortnight. My labor then, the next stage was, that was also very dramatic and, that oh, was yeah. quite full on. Um, full on. The Lord really protected myself and Sonny through that. He was quite distressed throughout yeah. the whole labor, heart rate jumping and then dropping and probably happened about six times. The doctor would come in and say, okay, we need to have emergency cesarean now. The baby needs to come out. And then they would go, oh, he settled down. It's okay. Mm. And so it was really full on. And and then it was like we went through the whole night and then it was into the morning and then Everything was okay. Like everything was pretty good. Like it was just sort of going along slowly, but it was okay. And then all of a sudden I looked at the midwife and she stopped talking and I looked at her and she had this like look of absolute panic on her face. 
And I was like, what's going on? And then I looked at, was there a heart rate monitor Yeah, so Sonny had a heart rate monitor on him. And what had happened was I was lying there and you can hear the heartbeat. Yeah, And it was going doof, 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 doof. Yeah, Yeah. and then it stopped. And then that's when I looked at her to get some sort of what's going on. And she panicked and then she flipped Tash over and then she flipped her back and then she hit the button. The emergency button. The red button. Yeah. And then within – Doctors say, came from the roof. I would say within – I'd say within <laughs> Ninja doctors. Seriously, yeah. within 20 seconds there was like 15 doctors and nurses in our room. I got thrown the scrubs and they're like, put these on. And he said, do exactly what we ask you to do. It just went from like – and we were chatting to all these doctors before and it was really friendly and stuff and it went from like that to just like dead serious, you know. And then just trying to get him out was just like... Yeah, so they had tried to get him out naturally and that wasn't working and basically his heart had stopped. So he had stopped breathing and so they wheeled me into emergency and we had an emergency caesarean and he came out absolutely fine. And I had a friend who was actually a midwife that night working and she said we were the, you know, highest category and in my notes for Sunny it was that they had 20 seconds to get him out before he was brain dead. 20 seconds they obviously got him out 20 seconds before that would have happened so it was really very full-on and really dramatic but he came out screaming healthy as ever he was little but he was full perfect of, yeah, full, full of hair. hair yeah hairy little perfect monkey. of mine perfect of body yeah and like the lord has just he has just blessed us that little man is just to me a reminder of the wonderful mercy and grace of the Lord and that he can make miracles. And I just really never, ever believed I would be a mum and it's given me the opportunity to be a mother and so super thankful to God for that. And I'd say you are too, Maxie, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's just the most amazing thing, so. We've had the best fun of our life being parents. Yeah, it's been amazing. It's been really wonderful, yeah. I feel like we've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed it lots. We've enjoyed yeah. it, yeah. Just yeah. because we didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. But just the Lord, just the way he blessed the process, the peace, you know, mm. the step-by-step answers to prayer. It wasn't just a healing straight up. It was a process. And, like, again, it just taught us so much. And, like, yeah, when the little fella came out, just obviously, I mean, you've had kids, Benny, it's just, like, amazing. And that was the completion of the steps, mm. you know, like God yeah. answered our prayer from, like, mm. impossible to here he is. Amen. He just really protected, you know, like I said, like nothing was easy throughout it. Nothing was easy. It just people say to me, oh, wow, your labor sounds like it was really traumatic. And I always just say, no, it was the best day of my life. Like, I loved it. You should have it. seen the lead up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, Yeah. <laughs> You know, I like decided all to of speak it. for yourself, but it's not, it's not about <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, it was just all of it. I can see the Lord's hand mm. through it. And he's just incredible, God, you know, like all we need is our salvation really, but he goes above and beyond and blesses us with the desires right. of our hearts mm. as well. And I'm just so thankful that I can be a mum and he's my little sonny boy is just the light he's of my life. Cute. It's pretty dark. He is so cute. It's your own walking, talking little miracle. Mm, yeah, amazing. a running, jumping, running, climbing jumping. little miracle. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for sharing that story. That was just absolutely amazing. Now you've got to go and pick him up. He's having a bit oh, of a sleep. I'm going to get him back to sleep. Yeah. Oh, dear. Could be a long night. I'm going to be so <laughs> not too much fun. <laughs> Thanks, Ace Benny. Thank Amen. you. Good on you. Thanks. Thanks. 
How amazing was that? Even more amazing is our compassionate God who hears our desperate cries and answers the absolute desires of our heart. There's also a great story that sits inside of here, which is illustrated in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 9, which says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labour. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe unto him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. How can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. You too can have access to God's favour, his miracles, his blessings, and the threefold cord that's talked about here in Ecclesiastes and in Max and Tasha's story by being part of his Holy Spirit-filled family of God. For more information, feel free to send me an email podcast at revivalontheairtoday.com or visit therevivalfellowship.com.au. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Revival on the Air Today. Other amazing stories have been recorded for your enjoyment and to build your faith in our great God. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any of them. Do join us again. Until next time, God bless. Hey, it's Ben here and I'm here with my wife, Emily, and we'd like to tell you about the new podcast called He Says, She Says, God Says. It's all about marriages and relationships where God is at the centre. Everyone knows that marriages are under more pressure today than ever. So this podcast is designed to help you with both practical and spiritual content. We cover a different topic about marriage each episode and we look into the scriptures to understand what God's wisdom has for us as well as interviewing other couples who have been there before, what's worked for them, their challenges and how they overcome them, their experiences. So whether you're single and thinking about a relationship, newly married, married with kids or empty nesters, there will be episodes and topics for everyone. You can find it on your favourite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, etc. We're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Just search for He Says, She Says, God Says or visit our webpage www.hesayssheesaysgodsays.com. God Says.